You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rudkin from Newstalk ZB. Right, the ACT Party is calling for the role of Race Relations Commissioner to be axed. This follows the resignation of the current Commissioner, Ming Foon, on Friday due to an undeclared conflict of interest. ACT Party leader David Seymour called for Ming Foon's resignation in April and he joins me now. Good morning. Hang on a moment. We've got David. He'll be with us any minute. Good morning, David. Hi there. Sorry. Hi, Francesca. Small technical issue at our end. Hey, what have you made of Ming Foon's resignation? Well, it's the first thing he's done that I can definitely agree with. Um, he had this huge conflict of interest, receiving, I understand, $2 million uh, for emergency housing property while also carrying out an investigation into it. Um, that's something that if you're a member of parliament or a minister, uh, you'd have to uh, declare. Um, he didn't. He recognised that and he's gone. But I just make the wider point that the Race Relations Commissioner, uh, not just the current one, but previous ones, are supposedly this politically neutral position uh, designed to uphold and improve race relations in New Zealand. Uh, And yet the person that ends up in the role uh, inevitably takes a range of political positions. And in Ming Foon's case, uh, it's been really disappointing that he will go out half-cocked and criticise some people uh, for what he sees as bad behaviour, um, and then other times when there's actual racist behaviour, um, he'll stay quiet. And it seems that he has a political bias in the way that he operated. Uh, and it, it unfortunately, it's not just limited to him. Uh, the whole idea of a taxpayer-funded, uh, supposedly politically neutral uh, agency that uh, acts in a very political sphere uh, inevitably is going to fail at that job because all people are political, all people are human. I was going to say, is it is it possible not to take a political stance in this role? Well, I, I, I mean, I guess in theory you could have a person that did. Uh, none had. And i just give you an example. Uh, Te Pāti Māori had a statement on their website that said it's a known fact that Māori are genetically superior. Now, I, I can't really think of anything uh, worse or more racist than actually saying that one race of people have better genetics than another. Um, but when we complained to him about this, and I suspect a lot of people did, uh, he, he wouldn't make a statement, he wouldn't publicly call them out, uh, and uh, you know, only when he was really forced to kicking and screaming did he say, oh, well, I, I don't think that's right. Um, on the other hand, uh, there's been numerous instances uh, where he's been more than happy uh, to shoot his mouth and, of course, that's the problem, right? How do you decide what to emphasise and what not to? So we completely understand the laws of human rights. It's very important, I think, that New Zealand has some human rights problems, that we're constantly putting race into our laws. We're constantly trying uh, to divide New Zealanders with an interpretation of the Treaty Act, which is completely wrong. Um, but having a race relations commissioner hasn't helped with that. It's made it worse. And I would argue the entire Human Rights Commission uh, is free-riding off the name human rights uh, while actually making a negative contribution to the cause. Do you see an alternative, or would you just prefer to leave the Human Rights Review Tribunal up to to do this business? Well, the Human Rights Review Tribunal is quite different in that if you have a particular case uh, where you feel that in employment or some part of your life uh, you haven't had your human rights up, Old, you've been mistreated, uh, then you know you can go and actually seek relief from them. Uh, that is helpful. And what I found as a local MP, uh, when I've had constituents that 
have had problems. I've, I've gone to the Human Rights Commissioner, Disability Rights Commissioner, and so on, and uh, they get no practical help. Uh, the Human Rights Review Tribunal, on the other hand, uh, does have the ability to do that. But in one instance where I tried to help somebody, uh, we found it was underfunded. Uh, so again, the part that has the potential to work, I think, hasn't had enough emphasis. That's the Human Rights Review Tribunal, but actual people with actual practical cases. Um, the part that gets all the attention, uh, this frankly noise machine of these commissioners, um, I don't think that they uh, are doing anything to be helpful. So let's make it practical. Well, let's fund the part that helps people one by one, uh, and let's get rid of the part uh, that tries to pontificate and sell off and often ends up either failing to call out real problems uh, or, um, <laughs> you know, uh, things that aren't actually an issue, an issue because it suits their political agenda. David, this isn't the first conflict of interest we've seen under Labour's watch. What do you make of that? Can we trust them? Well, I have a real problem with the Michael Wood decision uh, over the North Shore aerodrome, and I know that for a Sunday morning it's a, a bit dry, but, you know, he, he's a guy that had uh, shares in one airport. Uh, he was making a decision about whether another aerodrome could be given airport status and therefore able to effectively compete with Auckland Airport. Um, now, I don't think for a moment that Michael Wood was really sitting there thinking, ha, if I shoot these guys down, my airport shares will be worth more. But there's a principle there that really matters because mm. so often uh, people have to go before public officials, say you're a publican trying to get a licence from the District Licensing Committee, uh, you're a property developer trying to get consent from uh, an independent hearing commissioner, and you have to know that if you trust them and they may make a decision against your interest, uh, you want to know that they don't own shares in a competing pub, that yeah. they're not uh, you know, trying to develop land near yours that's competing with you and shooting down your proposal. So you know, that is a really important principle. And mm. unfortunately, this stuff just keeps uh, popping up with Labour. And so, no, it, it does erode your trust. Uh, David, on another note, yesterday Matthew Hooten, um, the commentator, said that National will be scared of your increase in public support. Do they need to be worried about you, David? Uh, you know, if it, if it comes to it, are you going to be a reasonable coalition partner? Well, that's certainly our preference. I mean, the way I look at it, uh, our, our relationship is not primarily with National. It's with people up and down this country who are absolutely fed up with you know the lawlessness. Uh, they see that making ends meet is much harder. Um, and they're worried about the way the treaty is being evolved uh, by the public service and the courts rather than parliament. They have all those concerns. Now, we want to make sure those concerns are represented and then sit around the cabinet table uh, with National and start solving these problems in order that New Zealanders can have life that's more affordable on streets that are safer and you know have a country where they're equal citizens. That's, that's all we're talking about. Mm. And I think Ultimately, we can sit around the table with them, but you know they're, they're going to have to want to play ball on that. David, it, it, would it be fair to say that the people aren't just frustrated with the government, but m- both major parties? Well, it's certainly true that the number of people voting for Labour and National is at a very low ebb, and that tends to happen uh, when people are saying, look, we need fresh new ideas, we need people that will say things that are unpopular, um, even if, you know, or say things they be, that may be unpopular if they believe they're right. Uh, and I think that's what parties like ACT are doing. I think ACT, uh, you know, I would say this, wouldn't I, but has done particularly well at that um, in the last few years. Now we hope that we can 
uh, actually uh, win people's trust and votes uh, and then get into government uh, and make those differences. And I, I guess, you know, it comes down to a question of do you want change because, you know, elections often deliver change or do you want real change? And, and that's where we're at, uh, I, I think, is a good position. Mm. Um, so I don't see it as a bad thing uh, for national. I see it as a good thing for New Zealand that we might have a government that is committed to fresh new ideas and real change rather than, you know, switch out the management but basically carry on in the same direction. New Zealand's not in a position to do that right now. Things are too tough. I mean, polls are suggesting that people are turning to the minor parties. Is, is it a little bit about timing, do you think, David, the, the rise of ACT? Do you think your popularity is down to capitalising on the negative sentiment post-COVID? I think all... All politicians need to recognise, so I mean, to some extent, yes, but all politicians need to recognise um, that it's partly them and it's partly the circumstance. So, yes, I, I think it's certainly true that this is a time when people have some real concerns and are looking for answers, but it's not entirely that. It's also the fact that ACT has been the party for a very long time that is prepared to stand up and say unpopular stuff uh, even if it may appear to cost them votes because they believe that it's right. I mean, I look at when I opposed the government's gun laws, um, you know, I, that was scary. A lot of people said, you've, you've gone completely mad here. Um, on the other hand, unfortunately, I think the government has made us less safe uh, from firearms, and that was the right thing to do. The, the same thing with assisted dying, the same thing charter schools were very unpopular with a lot of people, but charter schools now uh, are clearly one of the solutions for not going to school and not learning. So, you know, it's true that people are looking for something different, but it's also true that it's just been providing that for some time. David Seymour, thanks so much for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Enjoy your Sunday. Thank you. That was David Seymour, their ACT Party leader. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rutkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.